you know, it's really, really an adventurous project. And, and I'm really glad. I'm very, very, very happy to be part of this adventure. It really feels that way. An undertaking like this is not something you do overnight. And, um, and it's got so much history in it. You know, there's so many layers and levels. And it's kind of interesting that it hasn't been done before. You know, you would kind of think, well, someone had done it and it really hasn't. Yeah, what is happening is so astonishingly different and, and radical in every way. You know, you'd think what you would get would be something really orthodox and traditional, you know, perhaps in traditional costume, and they'd be in, there they'd be in the <laughs> ghetto. And what have we got? We've got a cast from all over the world. We've got five Shylocks, one's a woman, they're not all Jewish, and your incredible music. And, and I'm told that the costumes are going to be... Um, probably modern and certainly something you can act in when you're hot, which is sensible. So um, that, 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 I think, is the thing that strikes me, this amazing vision that Karen has. Yes, uh, agreed, agreed. And as you get to know her, you realise that she actually... It is a vision because she can see the whole thing in her head. And it's kind of... It's really, it's really amazing. You neglected to add on your list of things that it's an international cast and yes. it's in multi-languages, just to... <laughs> to get on top of everything else. Tell me about the music. I mean, what's inspired you and what are we going to hear? And I think we also want to know what I'm going to see because I understand the cast are going to be playing instruments too, with any luck. Some, not a lot. You know, it's not going to be one of these shows where... It's not a musical. It's no. Shakespeare. <laughs> I mean, I hate to undervalue my role here, but really, you know, music, music in a theatre production like this is really there to serve the story. I mean, it's, you know, I, I give enough concerts in my life which are all about me and the music and the band. And this is, uh, this is Shakespeare, this is Merchant of Venice, where they're really there to serve it. I mean, for those uh, people who, who are familiar with it, I think we're having a lot of fun playing with the ideas of, of Belmont, uh, the, the place where a lot of the women can kind of control that space. And, and the music there, we have uh, an amazing crew of female musicians. We have two uh, Romanian twin sisters who are violin virtuosi and a local cello player who actually lives in the Venice ghetto who will be sort of our string section and who will be doing a lot of the music from the uh, Belmont area. You know, the music is the music, but I think a lot of what will be developed is how we, the musicians, use this space, how Karen sees us using the space of the ghetto. If you've been in the Venice ghetto, what you find out very quickly is that for a place that has such incredible history, it's really quite small. Yes, because it goes up rather than any other direction. Yeah. It's vertical, isn't it? Exactly. And you're going to be in the square. Where did you find the tw these twins? And oh, that just sounds incredible. That was one of their... There's a lot of serendipity going on here. It's really amazing. They were studying at a conservatory in America mm. where the Italian dramaturg is on faculty, and he proposed mm. them as part, of the, as part of the project. Really, you know, these are the kind of things you can't plan. No. Well, so I, well should we say it might be Shakespeare's spirit watching over you? Because I, I, we just have to admit that Shylock doesn't really exist, even if he's a very important Venetian. But... Um, 
Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Maybe I'm wrong. But things seem to be going right with this project. I, uh, I would say. Uh, you know, whatever. One day they're right, and the next day they're wrong, and <laughs> then you have to make them right again anyway. But such is the nature of any big project yeah. like that, as you know. Large undertakings take a lot of um, a lot of uh, courage. Yeah, <laughs> courage and psychic energy and organisation. Yeah. You do actually have to do that. So tell me a bit about what music you've actually written. I mean, I'm getting a picture now of the, some of the instruments and this idea of the difference between Belmont and uh, well, uh, Venice itself. It's, I guess. it's interesting. One of the first questions you asked, or no, not even questions, one of the first things you mentioned was about, you know, it, it's not going to be in period, you know, a period piece, the costume, the line, the approach. And that was almost my first question to Karen when, she, when we spoke about this. Are we trying to like emulate a certain time period or not? And and the answer, no. We're we're kind of going for a universal time period, specific, general, open, um, very evocative. The music itself really, I think, has to. Merchant is such a funny play. I know I'm in the middle of a sentence, but I'm thinking it's such a strange play. As as, as you know, it's a comedy. It's a comedy, Merchant of Venice according to the way it's described. And and yet it's anything but what we, in our contemporary world, would think of as a comedy or funny or anything like this. Um, and the characters come in, and I think the music at different points, I, I mean, in a most basic way, the music will either be very much background atmospheric or serve in a very kind of foreground, present thing with the different suitors coming in and perhaps singing to her, you know, when they come in to try to solve the, the riddle or things like this. So we're going to go back and forth between these different kind of things, but really um, it's not going to have overt... I'm going to try to avoid overt references to, let's say oh, now we're doing Jewish music here, now we're doing Italian music here, now we're doing this. Um, in the same way that Karen plays with all these kind of elements and signifiers in her use of language and costume and casting even, I think we're going to play with these signifiers but not, you know, make them overly... Uh, uh, overt or obvious. Well, that sounds great. Obviously, people who know your work would be possibly expecting a klezmer vibe, but then you are, you're very eclectic. You're always collaborating with people from other cultures. So um, I, I would say I would almost wouldn't know what to expect, except I, I hoped it would sound a little bit Jewish some of the time, but that's as far as I would go. Yeah, but what, but what does that mean to say it sounds Jewish? Uh, I mean, does that mean our, our kind of a romanticized impression of 19th century Eastern European uh, music that we can think of as reading Jewish, it would be um, clearly some sort of romanticized imposition mm. to have that be the signifier of Jewishness. Like, on, on no, contrawise, um, when, uh, and because we've been doing a lot of research into Italian and Venetian Jewish music, which would be more authentic, but then, of course, doesn't sound to most people like Jewish music. There will be some Jewish music, mm -hmm. but it might not be something that anyone listens to 
and says, oh, that's Jewish no. music. If you heard a piece of 15th century or 16th century Salomani Rossi, your ear is not going to say this is Jewish music, but it is. And going back to the instruments then, you've talked about strings. What else? What other instruments? Uh, well, there will be some brass and, and <laughs> three of our favorite <laughs> music instruments groups, string, brass, and percussion. And um, in, a, in a fun twist on the common stereotype, Karen's going to have the trumpet on the roof instead of a fiddler on the roof oh, at one point. I love the idea of that. Well, I've been told um, Michelle thinks she's going to be running around the ghetto and hanging out of windows, and the trumpet is going to be on the roof. So uh, we are exactly. going, we're going to get awful cricks in our necks as we turn around for the next well, big I think surprise. That's, that's the idea. That's what yes. that's what people you want out of a, an outdoor production. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Well, I was almost sorry it wasn't peripatetic around the, the ghetto, but I can I, I I might feel as if it was when I finished by the sound of it. Michelle also talked about a song you were teaching everybody to to open the show. Karen brought with her advisors brought in a beautiful text from Ruth Sante, who is sometimes considered like the Italian Shakespeare of his time, similar time period. It's a love song. It's a it's a love poem that I set to music, and it's um it's it's one of these frivolous songs that again underscores that aspect of of Mer of Shakespeare's Merchant, which is the the thing that makes it a comedy. It's this is this comedy of love stories gone right and wrong all at once, which of course ignores all the essential drama and tension in it. So we we do this framing song which is very catchy, which is very Italian-sounding, which is very, very kind of almost anti uh, the core of the play to kind of... But it, it's consistent with Shakespeare's use of this kind of dramaturgy to kind of set up a very light, happy, frivolous, oh, we're here for a fun evening talking about love and how love is dangerous, but love always saves the day kind of thing. La-di-da. And then all of a sudden you get into the real deal of uh, Merchant. Oh, that sounds fantastic. So did you go to Italy last year as well? Oh, Maybe. yes, I've spent a lot of time in the ghetto. Yeah, I was doing my own research there. Yeah. And when you say research, I mean, is that a lot of that just walking about, looking and listening? Or, or, yeah, mm. yeah. And, 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 and talking to people and finding out history and finding out about music and talking to people, but also looking into archives. Mm. Finding out about different, you know, what are the uh, Italian musical traditions, what are the Venetian musical traditions. That sounds like it might have been a, a particularly fun and exciting part of the whole thing. I mean, you know, I know you've got to come up with the goods as well, but that research part must be an absolute joy. Yeah, it is. It, it's funny how much it does or doesn't affect the final project, but it always seems like an essential step.